Welcome to the Can I Kick It podcast with your host Showtime and the dope chick East Rock. Now go ahead, enjoy your music. I know what you think. <laughs> nah, you're not gonna do that. <laughs> no. Uh uh-uh. uh. I mean. Next thing I know, you be backing it up with Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> nah, I'm good. <laughs> nope. What up, y'all? It's Showtime. Welcome to another edition of the Can I Kick It podcast. And it's me, East Rock. East Rock, what up? Woo, 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 woo. Well, I was thinking that, you know, the last episode uh, went over pretty well. And I think our listeners deserve a bonus. Uh, absolutely. This is a bonus. Last episode was really, really good. We got a lot of good feedback. We get good feedback on all of the episodes, but that Ross episode, though, oh my goodness. A lot of people were excited to hear what Ross had to say. A lot of people were uh, leaving comments and talking about just the South got something to say as a whole and, you know, the impact that the South has had on hip hop. The Southern collaborations episode uh went over really well and you did a great job on the ross interview appreciate that so shout out to everybody who left comments left feedback on the ross episode if you haven't already heard it you can go back it's on itunes it's on soundcloud it's on stitcher it's on google play it's Uh, everywhere yeah everywhere you find your podcast whatever podcast platform you use it's out there so uh go back and check out that episode go back and check out the keith murray episode go back and check out the rich medina episode all the episodes get real familiar with that can i kick it podcast all right so like ishrock said this is a bonus episode you know we normally drop every other tuesday like your favorite tape or cd in the 90s but since it's a new year we decided that we wanted to drop a new year new episode right so we wanted to kind of wrap up 2016 and go over our favorite music from 2016. Right. A lot of music came out in 2016. A lot of music. A lot of good music. Yeah, a lot of good music. For me, especially the end of the year, you know, was really, really exciting musically for me. But there were a lot of high moments that came out um, musically. A lot of albums that came out. A lot of songs that came out. A lot of artists put out really good projects. So I guess we're going to run through our top 10. Both of us have top 10 albums because, of course, our tastes are uh, somewhat different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little little (laughs) different. So we're running through our top 10 albums of 2016, right? 2016. I also want to say that our episodes so far have been pretty hip-hop heavy, Mm -hmm. but the podcast as a whole will cover other music because... I like other music. So do I. I like uh, other music also. And so hip-hop culture as a whole is influenced by so much other music that we would be remiss to leave out other types of music. So my list will contain top 10 for the year. <laughs> I feel year. like you're throwing a shot, though. Like, I feel like that's a subliminal shot. No, no, I'm shot. just letting the listeners know the difference that... you. I mean, I'm sure you have something other than hip-hop <laughs> on your list somewhere, but... Um, mine will be comprehensive. Right. But before I give my top 10 albums of 2016, we have to talk about the new releases. Um, yeah, there's been a couple of new releases since our last episode, or since we recorded our last episode. Right. Uh, and I don't know if we're going to hit every new release that happened, but there were a couple of significant ones that I think we definitely wanted want to address. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, coincidentally, these new releases did not hit my... Uh, top 10, some of them just because they just weren't out long enough for me to fully digest and 
really include them in the top ten. Yeah, yeah. And some of them just because they have absolutely no place at all in the top ten. <laughs> um, all so right, what you got? The first new release that I want to discuss um, was pretty major. Um, there hadn't been uh, a project from this group in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was The Locks. L-O-X. Filthy America. It's beautiful. Right. So that dropped, I think, right after we recorded the last episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... And I was really excited for it. I right. kind of, you know, I think everybody was excited for it. We haven't had any anything from LOX since, you know how many years it's been? I have no idea how long it's been. Well, uh, an entire album. They dropped a mixtape a couple of years ago. It was like a little EP no, or I something. No, I mean like a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have no idea how long it's been. Well, like maybe 20 years or something? No, not that long. I don't know. Okay, so quite some time. Um, the locks dropped Filthy America It's Beautiful And I really really wanted it to be great Like I really wanted it to be great mm-hmm. But I have to say in my opinion It just fell short really? In so many places Really, It just really fell short Like it is not at all on my Top 10 list for mm. 2016 hmm. um, What don't you like about it? Well I think with the locks you have three talented MCs. Right. Obviously Jada, obviously Styles, uh, and Sheik too. I always feel like people kind of discount Sheik, but they put together a project that sounds somewhat dated. Even when you go back in time and listen to the Locks' previous uh, albums, they sound dated. They don't. They don't really carry well over mm. the years. They don't really carry well over the years, and this sounds just as dated to me. They've never really been good to me at picking or choosing the right songs or the right tracks and beats, right, 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 individually right. or as a group. Mm-hmm. Individually, even as as dope an MC as Jadakiss is, yeah, Jada came with it. There's came, never came been a solid Jadakiss album that I've loved from front to back. Right, right, right. agree. There's always hits, and he's always coming off lyrically. Right. But the songs and the tracks just right just yeah. kind of fall short. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. The production is not what I would expect it to be. It's not very sample heavy the Fetty Wap song is horrible I definitely posted on uh, I want to say social media that uh, I, I could have gone my whole life without ever hearing Fetty Wap and the Locks together right. it just it didn't make sense and Jadakus did this a lot on the Top 5 Dead or Alive album where he kind of just threw current people on the right. album that just really had nothing to do with what I consider to be the Jadakiss sound. Or yeah, I hate the, when he do that. Really just, I understand trying to bridge the gap, but burn this bridge. Yeah, I hate when they do that. Burn this bridge. Well, I mean, there were some very good moments on the album for me. Styles came off on a couple of records. Jada came off on a lot of records for me. I think it's just the production just... The production kind of brought it down. Like, it brought the value of the project down. Lyrically, I definitely think they're up to par. They are all. They always are. And, I mean, Styles P is an awesome MC, but even on his individual albums, I just... None of them ever have awesome albums for me mm-hmm. from front to back mm-hmm. as far as lyrics and the tracks. Um, I think there's a difference between something being timeless and it being dated. A part of me, when I listened to it, wanted Puff to executive produce this project. I don't even think I would have wanted that because, again, when I went back and listened to um, you know, the, the previous Locks albums mm-hmm. that we had from years ago... They don't really hold up that well to me. I mean, they have a lot of anthems. Mm-hmm. They have anthems. Right. 
But when you go back and listen to a Locks album front to back, they don't, they're not timeless. Right. The premiere record sounds good to me. I, I do like the premiere record. Um, uh, the primo joint move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like Savior, but I mainly like Savior because it's that old DJ Quick beat. Right. Um, and that kind of. That got me hype. I really liked them on that. I have no idea what DJ Quick song you're talking about. From Born and Raised in Compton? Sure. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I have no idea. I just said, mm-hmm, just so you could think that I knew what you're talking I have no idea what Excuse DJ Quick Excuse my husband, y'all. <laughs> Everybody wants to know the truth about a brother named Quick. I come from the school of the slow wicked and the slick. A lot of people already know exactly where it's at because it's the home of the jackets and the cracks. Uh, the other record I like is is the one where they're answering the questions. What song is that? That's like number three, like questions, no questions asked or something like that. That one's kind of okay for me. I like that one a lot. Um, I do like uh, Hard Life with Mob Deep just because it, it made me really nostalgic. Does Prodigy sound different to you? I don't, I don't, I don't he sounds, I... he sounds like he's, I mean, he's older now, but <laughs> he sounds like his flow is the same, but his voice, it just sounded... It sounded different to me. Like really? he still sounds like P, but it sounds like he had some. Maybe they were just in a better studio. He was I don't winded. know. No, 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 maybe no. He doesn't not smoke winded. anymore. Yeah, he just <laughs> sounded like his voice was a little bit extra prodigy. I can't I say, say that, that I really noticed, but I didn't really listen to the album enough times to mm-hmm. notice that. I, I gave it two to three, maybe four good run-throughs to make twice. sure um, that I that I could give a thorough opinion on it, but. Like I said, there were a couple of highlights, uh, but as an overall album, again, I can't listen to it front to back. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, there's a good three, four songs that I can rock with, and then it's just skip, 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 wow. skip. And this is why Jadakiss, um, people get so hyped when Jadakiss did like, you know, the Freestyle Fridays. Right, right, right. Because Jadakiss over dope beats is everything. It's everything, yeah. But Jadakiss on his own albums does not equal Jadakiss over dope beats right. all the time. Right, 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 right. Obviously, there's no question about the level of talent as far as rhyming yeah but the the song choices nah it it didn't do it for me okay so we're um, not kicking it with that no i was not then there was um the same day the yasin b aka most deaf i can tell you right now i'm um, nah that was supposed to come out the same day nah and it didn't and then they rolled it on out about like a week and a half later right. nah. but i already it was just a really <laughs> it felt doomed yep Um, And I listened to that whole album and that is just, you know, that that's just minutes of my life that I'll never get back. When, once he changed his name, I'll, he'll never be the same to me. And I'm a most deaf fan. Like I love most deaf. He was one of, he really is or was most deaf is one of my favorites. Most deaf is. Um, Yasin, not so much. Um, the album is called December 99 and it'll be. The 35th of February before I right. listen to that nah, again. I'm so good on that. I'm so good on Yasmin He's B. He's singing through the whole thing. <laughs> There's no spitting, really. Now, let, me, let me tell you something. The only thing I want to hear Yasmin B sing is my Omi said, shine your light on the world. I'm, if you're I'm not here. singing that, I'm so good with it. I'm so good. I'm here for a good uh, Black Dante. My like, Omi said, shine your light on the world. Black Dante. Don't, don't forget about the that. Osley Brothers joint. That, no. that that's, my, that's my jam. My Omi says, and that's it. That's where it ends. I'm here for that, but I committed to listening to the whole thing. Um, I never want to hear that again. 
I never want to hear that again. Nah, I'm good. Uh, December 99 is a... Is a no go. Okay, get it out of here. Now I do want to say that I didn't go back and watch it just because I was so turned off by the album itself. Oh, the but the title, right? That was on title, um, so I may go back and check that out because people actually had good comments about that, and yeah, I think yeah. he was actually performing. Yeah, he was performing his records. I saw he did. Oh no, with Pharrell Monk. Right, did, right. Yeah. Maybe I'll go back and listen to that. Yeah, that might be. Watch cool. that, but as far as this album, as soon as he does a Yaslin B song, I'm turning it off. You never have to hear this again. Then. On Christmas Day, we got Run the Jewels 3. Mm, yeah, I'm Killer Mike tweeted out, Merry Christmas, and the internet went crazy. Yes, the little site crashed. Yeah. I was scrambling, trying to figure out how I was going to listen to it, and then I remembered, oh, I have Tidal. Right. So I ran on over to Tidal and listened, and it's it's everything you want from Run the Jewels. Mm-hmm. Um, it is something that probably could have ended up somewhere near my top 10 list if if there had been you know just more time to really um to really make it a favorite but there just really wasn't time um but it's everything you want from one of jewels you know sonically it's always so jarring whatever you've been listening to whenever a new run the jewels album drops it's like it's kind of just jarring to you it's definitely something you have to listen to in the car Mm because when i first listened to it that night i kind of just put my little earbuds in but it was an entirely different experience once i got in the car with it and it's you know it's it's typical run the jewels you have those really hypnotic melodic sonic masterpieces happening you have lp and killer mike with their normal run the jewels flow and there's a couple of really good um guest appearances on here we were just talking about trina on the last episode and mm-hmm. trina is on the she run the jewels guest appearance? trina is on here and i'm <laughs> always here for like a good old trina cameo right, right, like diamond right. princess should be out there and about and popping up in more songs should she really i think she should uh, <laughs> i'm gonna put trina up there with yaslin b like, don't do that trina hasn't done anything to i don't i don't necessarily need a whole trina album but i think trina features hmm. um are just fine and, and okay. she was kind of dope on the panther like a panther on run the jewels three mm-hmm. uh kamasi washington is on Thursday in the Danger Room. So I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's what you expect. Right. I, I have not gotten a chance. I started listening to Run the Jewels 3, um, but I was listening to it around the house on a Christmas morning. And it's obviously not a it's family. It's not family friendly. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's definitely not. Really not. So not I tried really to Christmas give it a whirl, and then there was just some, you know, just some language in there that wasn't appropriate for the moms being it's in the It's very house. aggressive. Yeah, Run the Jewels yeah, is yeah. always very aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to turn that joint off after, like, the first 45 seconds. So Whenever I listen to Run the Jewels 1, 2, or 3 mm-hmm. on my commutes to work, I kind of walk into the office gritting on everybody. Right. So at some point, I guess in a couple of weeks, maybe in a couple of episodes down the line, we'll talk about the Run the Jewels cat. <laughs> we'll, tell, we'll tell that story for those who don't know. There's a there's a Run the Jewels cat. So maybe like two episodes, two or three episodes down the line, we'll talk we, about. We had an we had an experience or a, a near encounter. Right. 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 We were in the, the same Jewels space cat when as, we were traveling. Yeah, as the Run the Jewels cat. So we'll talk about that a little bit down the line. So that's all we got from the releases. Yeah, that was. We just needed to get those out and kind of discuss those and. We can move on into our top 10. All right, cool. Let's get it popping. So now I can give my top 10 albums of 
2016. Right. All 2016. No Drake. Number 10 on my list. Now, you might be surprised. I'm really curious. Again, we haven't seen each other's list. We have not seen each other's list. But I know this one is going to surprise you. Coming in at number 10 on my list is Schoolboy Q. <laughs> Blank Face. So this is actually my first time listening to a Schoolboy Q project. Um, but I really liked it. I was I was really surprised. I thought he has... Because uh, he's had a couple of songs that I thought were okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought Studio was a good oh, record. I'm not mad at Schoolboy Q. Um, the, the Miguel song that I heard, we were playing it on the radio a while ago. I thought that was a good record. Um, so, a couple of joints. I'm, you know, I wasn't ever opposed to listening to him. But mm-hmm. I listened to it, and I thought it was a solid album. And my one of my favorite songs, if not my favorite song, is the Groovy, Groovy Tony joint. Um, he has a song called Groovy Tony with Jadakiss. So him and Jadakiss link up, and it's a real dope record. Jada is spitting, and I just think it's a real dope record. So that's number 10 on my list. Number 9 on my list, this may surprise you, but I know it's definitely not on your list. Oh, yeah? Is Drum. It's not. Drum's Big Baby Drum album. And let me just say this. Number one, I think Drum, as an artist, is doper than what people give him credit for. Like, a lot of people like to just think of him as the cha-cha dude and the cha-cha guy. But you know what? I will say, I'll let you get back to to your review, Mm -hmm. but I will say that I hate that song. I hate that cha-cha song. Right. I, like I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not get, a fan of that song. I either, get that it's catchy. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan of that song. It makes my skin crawl. I hate it. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen of him in other situations where he's actually singing, like you know, really singing, and then he was um, singing with Erica Badu on the last mm-hmm. Soul Train Awards. I liked his vibe as far as what I saw of him in other atmospheres. Right. That song, I hate. I think what it, where it gets tricked up at is that, and we talked about this in the last episode, is that people want to box him in as a rapper. I do not think that he is a rapper, and I know for certain that prior to getting signed, he was more of a singer than anything mm-hmm. else. So I think you, you kind of got to take him out of that box. Uh, he has his record called Monticello Avenue, and he's from Virginia, first and foremost. And the Monticello Avenue record <laughs> is so Virginia. Like just, I don't even think I've listened. I haven't listened to that. No, it's it's so. But Monticello Avenue makes it's me so want to listen. Hampton the t- Road. The title seven makes cities. me want to listen. To oh, it's so great! Like I love it. So he's coming in at number nine. Uh, Big Baby Drum. Like I really think it's a good album. It's one of those albums, uh, and, and I would compare it to another one of the albums that's on my list. That's a little bit further down, but it's one of those albums that it's kind of all about the vibe. Like it puts you in. a certain mood it's all about the vibe that you're in when you listen to it based on that cha-cha song i would have probably rolled my eyes a few months ago but hearing your review i would be willing to listen to it because i have not right i mean and again the erica badu wi-fi song is a dope record like you saw them perform that on the soul train awards Mm -hmm. it's a good vibe um yeah so just just give it a shot and i actually heard his voice more than mm-hmm. just the foolishness of that other song. Right, right, right. Number eight on my list, DJ Khaled, Major Key. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a huge, huge, huge year for Khaled. I think this is a, we, we can consider this a breakout year for Khaled. I would consider that. But I just think that album with 
a Nas album done with the major key record with Big Sean and uh, Betty Wright. There's another record that's dope with Rice and Tiller and Future. He got some joints up there. Like he got he got records. I mean, they're, they're, a lot of them are very radio friendly, of course. The Do You Mind, Nicki Minaj record, yeah, and the, the Jay-Z and Future, which is a dope record. I think I, do, I Got the Keys is such an awesome record. You made fun of me last episode because I'm not, re- I'm not a Future fan mm-hmm. in, in the least. Um, but I was, you know, a T, you know, I, I got down with a lot of T-Pain, T-Pain records. Record, right. Um, I do, you know, love the, that song with, um, you know, Future and Jay. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you put Jay in there, you're going to reel me in, but I don't mind Feature on that. I actually, uh, Feature. Did I call mm-hmm. him Feature? You call him feature. <laughs> he should be called Feature. He should just be limited to Features. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish y'all could see my face right now. Like she's such a hater. She's such a hater. It should she's, be limited to features. That's so bad. Hey, that was feature so, Hendrix. That was such a bad joke. Um, that really wasn't supposed to be a joke, oh but gosh. it's what you call a Freudian slip. Right. Um okay. so I don't mind him at all on that. I actually like his little part and I obviously like the Nas album done song. I like the Betty I love the Betty Wright. That he had Betty Wright come in and sing on the holy, album. Holy, 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 holy key. But just over, like, I don't care for the Nicki Minaj record. Like, I was able to skip through it and listen to three, right. maybe four songs. But as a whole, I put it down. Like, I listened to it maybe two times all the way through. Kendrick and has I, a mm. dope verse up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I so said, there's three or four songs up there that I can that I can get down with but as a whole album I'm not listening to that front to back okay uh what was that number eight yeah mm-hmm. number seven on my list is Mr. Donald Glover yeah aka Childish Gambino, Gambino. Awaken my, my Love now this album came out in the latter part of this year and it was a shock like it was a complete surprise to me I, I feel think like you discussed... have to whisper that title Awaken Okay. (laughs) Seems like that kind of vibe. Okay, cool. It definitely came out uh, as a shock to me because, again, I wasn't expecting anything from Childish Gambino that would make me want to take him serious. But he was. It was. It was a surprise. It was a complete surprise. It was a complete like shock for me to actually hear a Childish Gambino album and think like this guy actually is dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, not being in the realm of an MC or not being in the realm of being a rapper, um, just somebody who creates dope vibes and dope music and just real, a real funky sound, a real mm-hmm. funky uh, project that just puts you in the mind frame of like some P-Funk or some Ohio Players or something like that. And it's just a dope sound and a dope vibe. It's even it's it's more impressive for me when an artist is been in a lane that I had no interest at all in, and then they can switch lanes and actually pull me in. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. All right, so number six on my list, Kanye West's Life of Pablo. This album came as a project that I was expecting to sound a little bit different mm-hmm. when he dropped the um. 
first? What was the first single that came from no that part, record? It was No Parties right, in right. LA. No Parties in LA. Uh, Real Friends. Real Friends. Real Friends. Because when those dropped, it was everyone was like, oh, the old Kanye. Right, right, the right. I want Kanye. the old Kanye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tricked us. Right, he tricked us. But I will say Real Friends is was, is probably one of my favorite songs of the year. Like, I love that song to death. I think him and Ty Dolla Sign sound really good together. Love it. And, and the No Parties in LA with that Junie Morrison sample. You know, right. I'm a big Junie Morrison fan. Yeah, so Life of Pablo was a really dope album. I think that project is one that, again, it was one of those albums where, like, we've kind of heard this particular sound from Ye before. We've heard him um, with the big sounding projects where you have, like, you know, 15 people on the record and, like, you pull out Kelly Price and you got Kurt Franklin and you got all of these people, you know, making all of these different types of records. Like, we kind of heard that before. Um, but I would love to have the old Kanye back, but mm-hmm. we just have to wait and see what the future holds. But as a whole... Um, Waiting on Return of the Body Snatchers. Right, right, right. We have to wait for the aliens, the Illuminati aliens, to return them back to... Uh, his former self. Uh, so that was what number was that? That was number six. So let's see. I had Schoolboy Q at number ten. I had Drama at number nine. Number eight. I had Khaled's Major Key. Number seven was Awaken My Love. Kanye at number six. Number five. I know this is not on your list. Yo Gotti's Art of Hustle. Nope. Yes. yes surprise! Yes, surprise! Yes, yes. Let me tell you, this Yo Gotti list. album was so special. Like Gotti, really, really. Um, I'd rather listen to Yo Gabba Gabba. No, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. What are you talking about? Like, Yo Gotti on this album, like, I definitely think he did a great job of getting people to buy into who he is and what he is. Like, he's already the king of the streets. Like, I don't care what anybody says. When it comes no, thank to, you. When it comes to trap rap, when it comes to the streets, like, when it comes to that talking that talk, Yo Gotti got it. Like, it ain't nobody out there that can, that can do it like he does it. But I think with this album, The Art of Hustle, um, like he just really like he made me a believer. Like he definitely made me a believer, and I bought into his brand. The the song with Marsha Ambrosius. I do dig that. See, see, there you go. Like you, you did, because you know I love Marsha. Um, I do dig that song halfway, but other than that, no, thank you. Directed my uh, my gun and my Bible. Like he's just got really really dope street records, and of course, Down in DM was one of the biggest records of the year. Who like how can you deny Down in the DM? I mean, it's just one of those things that's some foolishness that's catchy. Nah, that was a dope record. That was not foolish at all. That was a super dope record. There's nothing that's going to do anything for me. It was a dope record. In my life. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Gotti came in on my list at number five. I thought it was a dope project. And again, for me, if you go back to the last episode, I think having Gotti at number five, somebody who's a Southern artist, you got to give me my props for putting him in like my top five joints because I don't There's have that. no props for Gotti but, from me. Oh my gosh, you're such a hater. There's don't, no props that you would receive. A, you're <laughs> such a hater. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> Yo Gotti is, he's the streets. Like, he's. By conjuring up Yo Gotti. Like, no, there's no, no props. Gotti is the streets. That. that was a dope album. I love Auto mm-hmm. Hustle. Uh, number four on my list. Uh, we got it from here. Thanks for your service. ATCQ. Tribe Called Quest. So I got to give props. I see you trying to look at my list too. <laughs> Tribe Called Quest coming in at number four, which 
Um, we've discussed this album on the podcast before, so I don't really want to go into too much detail. Right. but because I, I could go on and on. I'm sure. But it was a dope project. It was a really good album, especially considering the circumstances with uh, the death of Fife and them kind of getting together and getting with Busta and getting with Consequence and Jerobi stepping up and, you know, everybody playing their part and Q-Tip coming in and, you know, just kind of orchestrating and quarterbacking the whole thing. And it was super dope album. So shout out to the Tribe Call Quest. Mm-hmm. Uh, always Tribe, always Tribe. Right. Uh, number three on my list. We talked about this album on the podcast before. Common Black America Again. Awesomeness. Just yeah. black excellence. Yeah, super dope album. I love Common. Common, of course, is one of my favorite MCs. Uh, it was good to hear him come with a body of work that spoke to what's going on in society, what's going on in the culture, what's going on politically, what's going on uh, socially, just all of the elements that were going on in the country and, you know, all of the, the things that people were talking about and dealing with in the country as far as race, as far as police brutality, as far as the Trump presidency, as far as all of these things, Common just kind of put them together, wrapped it up, packaged it, and gave us a really, really uh, solid album. Probably the best Common album that I've heard since, maybe since B? I'd say since B. Since B? Yeah. Yeah, definitely since B. Yeah, best Common album I've heard since B. Definitely better than, you know, we talked about Electric Circus and Universal Mind foolishness and all that. (laughs) Um, Definitely better than those, but really dope project get, 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 get it right number two it's my girl and this is my, my, my top two that were rough but number two <laughs> number two is none other than Rhapsody I'm not mad at that that crown EP is so good so excellent we discussed it in detail before but if you just if you I just can't say enough not, about it if you just have not for some strange reason you seen stranger things that will and me won't let go I was born on two one so 11's all I know one one I got a team just like at, don't pause the podcast but after that go directly and, and here's the thing I've had several conversations and I'm just gonna put this out there I was in the barbershop a couple of weeks ago <laughs> And they were talking about MCs, so I said, listen, if you're not talking about Rhapsody in your conversations with Kendrick, Cole, um, Big Sean, all of these people that a lot of a lot of folks like to Big mention. Big Sean in their is time. in conversations about in top the bar MCs? in this particular conversation he was. Are you in a barbershop of twelve year olds? Nah, I mean I think Sean can spit at certain points. I think he got I he mean, has Sean a certain puts out decent songs, but his flow is kind of right. You don't like his flow. I, I think he can actually spit is, at certain times. I think he says things like, that is one of the most. It's almost like purposely offbeat. Right. I, I think he says things that um, at sometimes you it, you have to go back Big to Sean. catch it. Right, I just right, would right. never consider him in a conversation about top MCs. Right, right. I mean, he's not in my list of top MCs at all. But I can I get it. Um, so I had to let it be known. Mm. Like if Rhapsody is not in his conversation, then. It's no need. So, one of the individuals in the conversation was like, "You know, I can't listen to any. I can't put no females in my in my in my top. I can't listen to no female MCs. I can't take her serious." I said, "Listen, just listen to the Crown EP. I'm gonna come back next week on my designated haircut day, and you tell me what you think." This is one of those guys that gets Beijing. No, nah, this, this, like this is actually Beijing. a barber. No, this, this sounds is like a corny barbers. Beijing user nah, comment. No, no, no. This is one of the barbers. <laughs> so he said, all right, I'm going to listen to it. So I'll go back the next week. I say, yo, did you do your homework? 
He was like, yeah, she was all right. You know, she all right. She all right. I said, she all right. She all right. I said, all right, cool. I'm not even I'm not even going to discuss he's this with you right, because you haven't I, you obviously <laughs> haven't digested the project. So I go back the next week. I'm getting my joint lined up. He walks by, he taps me on the leg. He say, "Yo, show. Sure. That girl can go. Like she is absolutely nice." And I said, "Yo, if you can't recognize that off the rip, you're slow." Well, I mean, a, a lot of times, you know, men have issues Many dealing times. with uh Female, That's a whole female who rhyme. I don't want to call her a female MC, but a lot of times men have issues dealing with that. And then I've had the conversation a couple of times about uh, uh, Rhapsody versus Young and May, and I don't even like having this conversation. But if it comes down to it, like if you twist my arm and you make me have this conversation, I'm gonna tell you that Rhapsody is gonna eat in Young and May's lunch, like for breakfast it's not even it's not even a conversation that I want to have with you cuz it's no it's no way that you can even compare it to like Rhapsody is the absolute truth she's the closest thing that we've seen to Jay-Z in recent years she's, like period she's, she's genuine she's talented the lyrics are there right so that's all I want to say okay, about that so, yeah so yeah. Rhapsody coming in at number 2 we have um, another hour long conversation yeah, about yeah, Crown. yeah 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 we'll talk about that um, so number one. Number one. So I just want to say before you say number one, yep. w- was there any non hip hop on that list? Was there any non hip hop on the list? We could say that drum was non hip hop <laughs> because, like I said, a lot of that album is singing. So no, okay. "Awaken My Love" is non hip hop. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, you can got I get one. that? You got one. I got one and a half. Can we one you and a half? One. All right, number one, that boy Chance the Rapper, Coloring Book. Even though it's not considered as an album by many people, whatever, the dopest project by a hair over Rhapsody. Just now, if Rhapsody's album was a full album, and if it was more than what, like nine or ten songs, mm-hmm. then we very well might be having a different conversation. However, keep in mind, Rhapsody slides in extra songs very on every track, very almost true. very, very, very on true. Al- almost every track. She kind of splits it into two songs, very true, just to keep it still in the EP right, right. range of songs, right. but to still give you more. Right. So I just right. wanted to point that out. Thank you for pointing it out to me. But Coloring Book, really, I w- I'm gonna step out there and say Coloring book might have changed my life because book is awesome it because it made me look at the new school millennial rapper a little bit different like i respect everything that chance is doing agree with that um so coloring book i would say changed my life because it helped me to get a grasp on the dopeness that is coming out of this new generation you gotta think chance been around for a while like this ain't chance first time at the rodeo and i'll have no problem saying i wasn't pressed to listen to a chance cd at all Mm -hmm. like i wasn't even like oh okay like whatever but when I finally heard this joint and heard how he was tying in, like, number one, he wasn't talking about no foolishness. He was talking about real life. Real life. The, um, the subject matter drew me in immediately. Right. And he's still saying things on that album that I'm just getting today. Mm-hmm. Like, he's I, like I was listening to um, No Problems prior to us recording this. It just happened to be on. And he said something on No Problems that I just got. Chance is amazing. So, I'm here for Chance all day. So that that album from top to bottom is a complete body of work. It's something that it sounds like the changing of the guard almost. You know, it doesn't sound like anything that was already out. The production is dope. Concrete, I was talking back and now I gotta stay at grandma care. Bunch of tank 
like stealing cattle boys. She's got dope yeah, features. Yeah, you can hear that like Kanye influence. Right, 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 right. So, but still in his own. Also, I had the chance to see him live. Like I, I mm-hmm. went to the Coloring Book tour, and he puts on a hell of a show. Like, like the boy gets busy. So, number one album for me has got to be Coloring Book. I'm not mad at Coloring Book. Chance the Rapper definitely did for me what you said by kind of just bringing me into some of these newer rappers that I can actually not just respect because some of them like oh I can respect what they do but it's not for me but Color and Book sounded like it was for me I was able to really get into it and chances his flow like he's a dope MC but he doesn't have a traditional style not at all like his style is very unorthodox when you listen to it when you break it down it's very talky it's very talky Um, you know he'll scream at you at some points like he'll say some things that you have to really really go back and think about just like just certain lines that are on that album that really really make you think and go back and say wow this is what he meant like this is what mm-hmm. he was talking about um and it's just a dope album like top to bottom it's it's dope i just think that everybody should get a chance to listen to um coloring book because it's a solid project and i don't think there was it anything sounds better. like a young and i think the problem with a lot of these younger rappers is that the older we get or the older i get it's like i don't relate i don't relate to you know what you're talking about but this sounds like a young man um, coming of age and not not coming of age because he's past the coming of age age, but coming into his own and deciding who he is as a man mm-hmm. and talking about that and that's relatable. Yeah, and, and you know, just like we talked about, like the Crown album is when you hear Rhapsody turn the corner. I think for somebody who had, if I was someone who had been listening to Chance for a long time. You know, I would say this would probably be the album where he turns that same corner. Like mm-hmm. you hear people talk about acid rap and, you know, all of those previous projects. Of course, none of them got the acclaim that this one did. But if I had been a longtime Chance fan, I think it would be safe to say that this would be the album where I said this is his coming of coming into his own mm-hmm. party. I can agree with that. All right, cool. So that's my top 10. I think my list is pretty dope. I don't know about you, but I think my list is pretty dope. I mean, I think it was what you like. I mean, and and what I like is pretty dope. So what are you talking about? (laughs) What do you mean? What do you mean? I guess my my bonus joints. Oh, you got a bonus. I'm not really. Oh, you you didn't keep it to 10. I don't really have a bonus. I'm only doing a bonus because I know you. Well, no, I don't don't have a bonus. No, I don't have a bonus. bonus? No, I don't have a a bonus. There's something. Okay. No, I don't have a bonus. Okay, well, if there's something that you'd like to mention, we may have some availability for you in a later segment. All right, just let me me know. Just let me know. Uh, So my top ten, again, is not just hip-hop albums. It's really the top. And when I say top ten, it's really the ten albums that I listened to most this year. Mm -hmm. You might have an album that you feel is better, or you might have listened to something else more, but I really, all of these albums got so much play. Mm-hmm. Um, so Let me just say, I'm trying to look over at your list, but I can't, list. I can't read your handwriting. It looks like chicken scratch, so I have no luck. Sir, huh? don't do that. You <laughs> write in hieroglyphics. It looks like Stop it. graffiti over there, so I can't even Stop see it. what it is over there. Stop All right, cool. Continue. <laughs> so coming in at number 10 is De La Soul, Anonymous Nobody. Mm-hmm. Good album. I wanted this album to be better than it was. Mm-hmm. I, it did make my top 10 because I 
do really uh, get into the songs on the album. Um, there are really some moments on the album that I'm super into. Mm-hmm. But I think the problem with this album for me was a lot of good songs that didn't necessarily sound like they went together. So individual songs that I really like, like you get major points for, for from me uh, for having David Byrne on the album from Talking Heads. Um, David Byrne is major as far as music goes. I really liked the collaborations, the other collaborations that they did. I really liked the the joint that they just put the video out for Memories of with Estelle. I like the songs individually. Together, they don't sound necessarily like they're supposed to be on the same album. Not cohesive. Not cohesive at all. Um, so I... I think the whole way they went about it with the Kickstarter campaign and like basically the fans paid for the album mm-hmm. um, afforded them enough time and and they got more than what they needed for the Kickstarter campaign. I feel like they should have been able to really take their time and make it a cohesive album. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where it fell short for me. I know a lot of people weren't into it at all, but individually, I really like the songs. It just doesn't sound like an album. However, it's De La Soul, and it's definitely good enough to hit my top 10. Yeah, I listened to it twice. I liked it. Just twice? Yeah, I liked it. I wasn't... I liked it. I liked it. I, I mean, I wasn't, like, drawn into it totally like I was the Tribe album. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I thought, it was, I thought it was cool. Because it doesn't flow. So usually when I listen to it, I go in and I'm in the mood to hear certain songs, mm-hmm. and I go in and listen to those songs. And those individual songs end up on different playlists. Um, just listening to the album straight through, you don't really get a sense of anything because they just don't sound like they go together. Right. Um, but again, it's, it was good enough to end up at my number 10. Okay. At number nine, I also have Kanye, Life of Pablo. Okay. And I feel conflicted about Life of Pablo because we just... We just want to hold Kanye to such a different standard because we just really know what he's capable of. Life of Pablo, for me, um, a lot of people were like, oh, the album was trash. A lot of people were like, oh, the album is genius. And I'm right in the middle mm-hmm. because sonically... I just want to implement a, like a J. Cole quote like right here from False Prophet. Like, you don't... I don't I, <laughs> like, I just, I just want to throw like one of the lines from Pro, from False Prophets in like right here. But go ahead. And, and I'm having such a hard time with Kanye's behaviors... Not even just behavior, but behavior. Yeah, that's cool. But I think we've already established but that we separate the two. Yeah, we've, I, I separate the artists from their art. Um, and while I am just hoping and praying that he comes back to us at some point. Talking about this album specifically, sonically, a lot of the album I really like. But then when you get into... What is he talking about? Right. Like Father Stretch My Hands. I love, yeah, I love that song. But I just mean as a whole on the album, on so many of the songs, you ain't talking about nothing. Mm-hmm. And that is, takes away from the whole, you know, sonic beauty of the project. Yeah. But some of those songs are so good sonically, whether Kanye produced them or not, that it, it was enough for the album to end up as my number nine. Okay. So I'm still always going to be hoping that Kanye comes back to us. It doesn't look good at this point, but you never know. Uh, number eight, Childish Gambino. Yeah. Waking My Love. 
we've discussed this album so much so i'll just leave that at that's the number eight we already know how we both feel about right. that album number seven Bonte, eric roberson tigolero okay i burned this album up it was really good i know you probably never heard it a day in your life <laughs> can't say that I have. Ponte's so talented. He's he, very talented. He's very dope. Like, what group isn't he in? Like, yeah, and Eric Robeson is dope also. And together, they really made a good album. Mm. It's, it's just one of those albums, again, I always appreciate when I can listen to something front to back. It's, it's one of those no skips albums. Right, right, right. Um, it's, a, it's a feel-good album. Like, Fonte is always going to be talking about, you know, some realness, but... He's spitting a little bit. He's singing more. It's obviously, he's more so singing, but mm-hmm. even there's a little bit of spitting in there. Um, it's just good. If you haven't checked out Tigolero, definitely do that. So at number six, Anderson Pack, Malibu. Okay. Malibu is a good album. I believe it. I haven't heard it. <sighs> Sir. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't. I'm sorry. I'll be busy. The ma- <laughs> <laughs> I'll be busy. The man is talented. Um, I saw something where it was it was debate. People were debating whether or not it was a hip hop album. I wouldn't really call it a hip hop album, but it doesn't really matter to me. The yeah. album is good. Um, I love his vocal. His vocal is unique. Is you know, doesn't sound like anyone else. He has a really. I love him on features. You know, he's really dope on Rhapsody's Crown. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's been featured all over the place, but Malibu, um, really takes you on a ride. It's a really good, totally comprehensive project. Um, I would recommend you give it, give it some time. Yeah. I'm not opposed to it. Okay. Uh, also, I do want to say that Anderson, uh, Pack also put out the, um, Yes Lord, No Worries joint. And that's also worth a listen. Not quite as good as Malibu, but it's it's good on another level. Right. So I would recommend those as a double feature for you. Got gotcha. you. As your homework. Uh, number five, Chance the Rapper Coloring Book. Yeah. We've already discussed it. Uh, I really, really enjoy this. I enjoy this album. Mm-hmm. It's good from front to back as well. No you skips. Got, you got Chance at number five. Like, your number, your top four joints must be some five. Like, you must got, like, that Biggie and Tupac double <laughs> CD. Never heard before at I number one. I have Chance one. at number you five. got Chance at five? My goodness. And the four albums, the albums that come before that are all very serious. You got Jesus featuring the 12 Disciples <laughs> at number two. My goodness. What was better than Chance this year? So, listen. At number four... I had a tie. Mm-hmm. Two albums tied because really I can't say that I listened to one more than the other. Like I probably love them equally. Right. So my number four spots were Common, Black America again. Okay. And Rhapsody Crown. Okay. Okay. We've already discussed them. Okay. Uh, I can see that. I can see them being, coming in at, at a tie. They're really equal. They give me equal doses of Dopeness. straight up blackity black excellence. Right. So, um, they're tied. At number three, obviously you weren't going to have this one, but... Nah, I already know what it is. Number three is Beyonce Lemonade. Like, what other project this year was so impactful? Well, obviously there were two more that were more impactful because <laughs> she came in at number three I on mean, your list. I mean, as a so. whole. I mean, as a whole. Beyonce Lemonade 
has so much impact, not just being a really dope album, mm-hmm. but the visual. Like, well, I'll say put this. out a whole movie with it. I couldn't put Beyonce on my list because I haven't heard the whole album. And that's a shame. But when it comes to impact, I, I, I did consider listening to it and possibly putting it on my list because I know the impact that she had. I know what that album did. I know she had a lot of dope records on that album. And I love, a lot of people love that album. But I just couldn't force myself. And I love Beyonce. Don't get it twisted. Like, I'm a huge Beyonce fan. But I, I didn't just want to listen to the album and just throw it on my on my top ten just no, for the sake of the countdown. I but, recommend... Like actually going and finding the lemonade visual, and I'd be happy to sit there and watch it with you. No, I'm good. <laughs> it was so good on that. Like, nah, you won't, you won't ti and tiny me, Jack. Nah, you're not gonna do that. <laughs> no, uh, uh-uh. I mean, next thing I know, you be backing it up with Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> nah, I'm good. <laughs> nope. It's so good. It's so good. Um, it's so uh, diverse as far as the album itself. It all goes together and it all flows, but she does something different on each song. You got her on there being, you know, a rock and roller. You got her on there with a country jam. Mm-hmm. You, you know, have her on there with, you know, traditional, you know, Beyonce type jam. Uh, it's just, I, there's been so much, so much um, discussion about Lemonade. And I will say this, in 2017, or well, in 2016, going into 2017, I hate a Beyonce hater. Like, if you don't like, like Beyonce, playing. like, if you don't like Beyonce and her greatness and how dope she is, then... Man, you don't have nothing to talk about. Like I can't, no, ha- I can't you know keep having can- this discussion <laughs> with y'all Beyonce haters about how dope she is. Like I'm not gonna keep doing. Like she ain't make my top ten, but I'm not gonna keep having that discussion with you. Oh, I don't like her. She ain't real. She fake. She da 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 da. She's the greatest entertainer of this generation. Period. Point blank. Period. Yeah, like she's the dope. Now what I can, what what I will accept if you tell me, hey, Ish. I'm just not into Beyonce's music. It just doesn't do it for me. I'm not even taking that. That's fine. But then you have the people that are like, she's not even talented. Right. And the ones that hate her, as soon as her song come on the radio, they saying every song word for word. (laughs) Like, get out of here. (laughs) I hate a Beyonce hater. (laughs) Hate y'all. Y'all should be banished from the earth. We're all entitled to like who we like. Hmm. But what you won't do is sit there to say Miss Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter is not talented. But you'll listen to uh, uh, K. Michelle's K. Michelle. <laughs> Beat it. Like, she ain't no K. Michelle. She can't sing like that. K. Michelle speak the truth. She the next man. Sit down somewhere. No words. So Beyonce did come in at number three. At number two. Beyonce ain't never been on Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> She, she don't know. She ain't real. Uh, at number two. I bet Beyonce ain't ever broke nobody windows out. Sir. She ain't real. Sir. At number two. A Tribe Called Quest. We got it from here. Thank you for your service. Word up. You I've already recounted how I waited for this. We know the how story. How I loved it. <laughs> we know the story. I'm you not going to. listen to it twice. I'm not going to recap all of that. Right. What I am just going to say, I do just want to address, because a lot of people have said they just, it just wasn't doing it for them. I mean, a lot of people really, really, really love it mm-hmm. and are right there with me. A lot of people were having difficulty with, you know, hey, I heard things like, I, I want to hear more Fife. Um, it's not, you know, 
the production I'm used to from Q-Tip. Somebody said I wanted to hear more Fife, really? Somebody, yeah, people have said that. And I'm like, look. He's no longer with us. I think they did a really good job of weaving him in with what they had and not making it weird. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to hear them dig up you know, some old Fife track from 19. Yeah, you're not going to give me a Biggie Duets album. Like, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want, want that. that. No, I no, no. I don't want, like, Bonita Applebaum lyrics with Fife <laughs> rapping beside Jay Electronica over some beat that was manufactured by Jazzy Faye. Nah, we're not doing that. I think they did so well at weaving him in and making him sound like, you know, it was supposed to be there. Right. And I think they did a really good job at making it, um, you know, 2016 Tribe. Mm-hmm. No, it's not going to sound just like Low End Theory. It's not going to sound like... I mean, shoot, no no two Tribe albums sounded the same. Right. Um, so, you know, this wasn't going to be any different. But I just think they did a really good job with what they had. And I think they really gave us something that we could appreciate, not just... All right, well, Fife died, so we got to give y'all something. Yeah, I definitely felt like if Fife this was album alive, so good to me. I I really genuinely love it. I definitely feel like if Fife was alive, if Tribe was still going like they were going, this album is exactly how it was. It sound. just would have been more Fife, right? There just would have been more Fife. Um, so you know, my love for Tribe is so well documented that right. you know that had to be right at the top. And then number one. Number one, one, one. <laughs> I did not listen to. There's no other album I've listened to as much as this one mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. And the album didn't even come out until well after halfway. You know, after the year was over. Came out on October 31st. I have not listened to any other album more than a seat at the table. There's not been a week go by, gone by, that I haven't listened to A Seat at the Table. What is it about A Seat at the Table that you love so much? And you know what? And it's really is really difficult between A Seat at the Table and, and Lemonade because like their their spots were almost interchangeable. Like Tribe was gonna be number two and either Solange was gonna be one or three and Beyonce was gonna be one right. or three. Lemonade almost edged out a seat at the table just because of the full comprehensive visual that went along with it. But when I really just sat there and was like, which one of these do you listen to the most? It's a seat at the table. Solange just really came with... Cranes in the sky. (laughs) Whereas Lemonade is about... um, Specifically about a woman and what we go through and what a situation a woman goes through. Solange is a seat at the table speaks to us as an entire people. And it's it's just more inclusive. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why even so many men um, I see identifying with a seat at the table and, you know, telling me that they really listen to this. They go hard for this album. Yeah, it's a dope album. It's so good. And Solange is, um, I'm just really glad that she's had a chance for people to... I'm not even going to say to hear her talent because Solange has been out there doing this, Mm -hmm. but for people to actually acknowledge her talent because for so long, it's all the jokes. And I think it's dope that you are a longtime Solange fan. I am a longtime Solange fan. Um, I have seen Solange live Yeah, I remember the Roots Picnic. I wasn't really, well, I was impressed to see Solange. I wanted to see her perform Tony. That's my joint. That's still my record. 
Um, but you were all about like Solange's performance at the Roots picnic. It was a thousand so degrees good. out there, and she was Solangean way back then. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She was those those you know. <laughs> Those crazy dance moves, the, mm-hmm. the crazy way that she moves, she was doing that years yeah. ago. She's the same Solange, just y'all just got on it. Y'all just discovered her. Mm-hmm. And she just really did her thing. Um, the soft, airy vocals are almost deceptive. It almost just makes it sound like she's not really singing about things that are so critical. But then when you sit there and you listen to the lyrics, it's... You know, it's almost like a, it's almost like a trick. Like you know, there's these soft, uh, airy vocals that allow you to kind of let yourself go and just be listening. And but when you listen to the actual lyrics, it's hard. Right. It's hardcore. So just kudos to Solange. That right. album is every single thing. So that's your top ten. I'm not mad with anything on your list. There's a couple of joints that I thought were going to be on your list. Um, that didn't make it, but I know you have a bonus honorable mentions section. Yeah, I, I, I have recommendations, um, and these are in no particular order. They didn't make my top ten. These are my personal ten favorite albums of the year. Um, but then there's a gang of albums. There was just a lot of good music that came out this year. So if you're one of those people that's like, nothing good ever comes out, you're just not trying. Mm-hmm. You're just not trying if you can't find anything good to listen to. Um, I know a lot of people will be like, oh my God, J. Cole wasn't on either of y'all's lists. And while that album is still growing on me and I still am, I still like it. It's, it just wasn't, it wasn't top 10 material for me. Yeah, I can go with that. Like Cole, Cole isn't anywhere on, on on my top ten. Um, but I but I will say it's a solid project. Yeah. I I would definitely put it on my recommendations list. Um, again, that um, no worries with Anderson Park and Knowledge. Uh, yes, Lord, mm-hmm. that is a slightly more I don't know, a slightly more a slightly more ghetto version of Malibu. Right. Um, kind of, you know, where instead of Malibu, maybe it would be take, it would take place in Compton. I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> no at worries. A, at the Swanson Swap. <laughs> on South Central. Somewhere. Yes. Yes. Lord goes though. I, I really like it. Um, Ari Lennox. Foe. That's a, I know you have no idea. Ari Lennox. She's a, uh, Annie Lennox. No. Oh. Ari Lennox. Oh, okay. Ari uh, Gold. Stop it. <laughs> the album is Pho, P-H-O. Like a Chinese restaurant. A restaurant wouldn't be called Pho. Oh, what is it? That would be like the food. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. The dish. Gotcha. Check for Ari Lennox. BJ the Chicago Kid. I like that album this year. Mm-hmm. In my mind. Um, this one really almost skirted onto my top 10, but it just didn't have room. And I didn't want to do y'all with the top 10 plus mm-hmm. 12 13 14 no name telephone no name is down with um chance you've you've heard her okay hello yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've heard her <laughs> that's the girl who was on the um she did a the late show or something yes, the other night right yes gotcha. her album is phenomenal it's a really um refreshing 
it, I can't I don't really want to call her a rapper she's more it's more like spoken word rappy kind okay. of but that album is excellent if you just need you know something a little kind of kind of refreshing mm-hmm. um in that same vein as Chance um No Name Telephone also in that same vein uh, uh Jamila Woods Heaven is really good uh, Alicia Keys album here I've been waiting on Alicia Keys like I'm wondering like where she was on your list because she was not in top 10 but that joint dropped and you were, were, you were going so hard in that uh, first there week there are at least four songs on there that I absolutely love okay um but Alicia Keys here uh J. Cole for your eyes only is Maxwell Noel on your list Black Summer Nights yes yeah. uh, it was okay it was just okay it, there was nothing on it that really stood out to me. Right. I listened to it a couple times, and um, there's some decent songs on there, but it just didn't make the cut. Um, Game, 1992. You raved about, was it that album? Or no, it was, what album No, the one raved? I absolutely loved was a couple years ago, Documentary. Okay. That was the double, the double album, Documentary. It was Documentary 2? Yeah. Documentary. documentary too, yeah, because you already yeah. have a documentary. Right, documentary too. Oh, it was okay. just a couple years ago. Right, 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 okay. But it was a double. Right, okay. It's like the blue side and the, and red, the red side. side. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. I heard good things about 1992. One thing about JC on, like he <laughs> might be totally contradictory yeah. and up to a lot of foolishness on these here internets and Instagram, mm-hmm. but that boy can put out a good album. Mm. Um, I think he dropped a couple of albums he this did. year. He did. I'm not saying I was here for all of them, but 1992, I thoroughly enjoyed. Hmm, okay. um, there's a there's several good joints on there. Was there one that you wanted to stick in there? What was that, the bonus one that you had? These are just my recommendations of stuff you can listen to if you claim you can't find any good music. Oh, my, my bonus was going to be not really a bonus, but just one that I know it's going to be on a lot of people's top 10 lists. It's, it's views. Like, I know a lot of people were... You know, when I, when I first heard Views, I hated it. Mm-hmm. But I think over time, there were just a lot of dope records that came from that album. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I would throw that out there as a bonus. It's not anything that I listen to. Like, I don't even listen to Views. But I think there are a lot of dope uh, radio records that came from Views. And I think Views also kind of changed the soundscape of radio to a degree because you started hearing a lot more of those, like reggae influenced sounds you know there's a couple of other like little reggae influenced records that have dropped since Drake dropped views so I think you gotta kind of throw that out there just because of um, it, it it impacted the culture a little bit mm-hmm. but yeah other than that um, nah that's it oh um, King I we are King right um, that's a really dope project. I've never heard that album, but I've heard a lot about them. Mm-hmm. They've been here. They performed in North Carolina twice in Durham. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, they performed in Durham twice why this year you, alone. Why didn't you hook me up? I had no idea who they were until I started researching about them. Great. <laughs> and I started I started seeing their their album on a couple of people's list of top ten albums and stuff like that, but. Yeah, I, if I had a room to squeeze them into, then I would have. Mm. But um, also, this isn't even an album, but I would just say if you just are really looking for a really good eclectic mix of just really dope songs, um, sometimes there's artists that maybe I don't really want to hear their whole album, 
But if you, but if you, you know, hand picked and you know, kind of just cherry picked out songs here and there, mm-hmm. I would go for it. Try the um, Insecure playlist oh, on yeah. Spotify. Oh yeah, it is a really um, excellent, very eclectic mix of just urban black music that you're not going to hear on the radio. You're not going to hear day to day. Um, that you kind of have to go looking for. That Insecure playlist is really good. Mm, okay. That's not an album, but that would be my recommendation if you're just looking for a dope playlist and that will probably expose you to some of these artists and, you know, a whole bunch more. Yeah. Okay. So we've gone over new releases. We have went over our top 10 list. We got anything else to talk about? I think that's it. I think All we right. kind of... <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... This was a full, a full bonus. Yeah, this is a full journey. I wasn't expecting it to be this long. Uh, I guess just a quick... You know, just mentioning about how 2016 has been probably one of the hardest years to deal with as far as deaths um, in music. We've lost so many. I don't even want to name people because I know I'm going to forget somebody. Once we lost Fife and Prince, it, the year was a wrap for right. me. I mean, there were so many beyond that, but Fife and Prince mm-hmm. um, devastated me. So it was a wrap after that. And it, it, 2016 just keeps on gunning. So... I'm looking forward to 2017 uh, developing, you know, a modicum of chill. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully there'll be a lot more uh, chill in 2017 and there will be a lot less uh, people that we know and care about leaving us um, because, you know, this is a rough, a rough year. So, you know, going into the new year, salute to everybody who has commented and liked and shared anything from Can I Kick It? We appreciate it. Make sure you follow us on IG at Can I Kick It Podcast. Facebook is Can I Kick It Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Can I Kick It Show. Also, just make sure you find the podcast again on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, rate it, subscribe it, share it, do whatever you got to do. We're trying to get this dopeness out to the masses. So just make sure you help us spread the word. Shoot us an email. Can I kick it podcast at gmail.com. We love your comments. Oh, so I think we decided that I guess on the next episode, we'll start reading some comments that we're going to do. Yeah. Keep hitting us with your comments on any of those outlets. And we're just going to pick a couple, you know, maybe each episode or every other episode to um, just give the, you know, feedback. Yeah, so we got a lot of dope episodes planned for the new year. A lot of uh, really cool segments that we're going to implement into the show. If there's anything that you want us to talk about, to do, to, you know, if you want to get involved with the show, just hit us up. Can I kick your podcast at gmail.com? Appreciate you. All right, we out here. Happy New Year. Peace. Work.